السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. ما شاء الله. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. So alhamdulillah, we are in the best of days, yeah, the days that's of Hajj. Very soon there will be, you know, the Qadha, and people will be absolutely now, they're actually in Mecca now, you know. Some people, lucky one, they go weeks before, and they stay weeks after. Those are the, mashallah, they just enjoy. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَنْ اسْتَمْتَعَ بِالْعُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ You know, whoever enjoy, just the word, just enjoy the Umrah, you know, and wait till the Hajj time, this is, you know, amazing. Why? Because before Islam, the tradition of the Arab of the area, you know, the, the, the regulation they made, you cannot make Umrah at Hajj at the same time. You have to come for Umrah, go home, and come back for Hajj if you want. So you cannot make. And some people still confused. Can we make more Umrah? Can we make, you know, they say, yes. They ask the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he says, you can, whoever come from Medina with their sacrifice, with the hadi, you know, the camels and goats and sheep to sacrifice and give gift to the villages, take your haram off and wait till the eighth. Yeah, because normally they, they wouldn't. They would stay in the haram. He says, just take it off and change your intention. Make us... You know, enjoy the, the relaxation of the rules, alhamdulillah. And some of them were really, you know, can we do that? And then they asked the Prophet is it special for because of you us? You, because of you with us here? Is it special this year? Then he put his fingers like this. He says, Umrah and Hajj like this till the end of time. You can just go and enjoy yourself, yeah? The miracle in this hadith is because he knew Islam will spread and reach far and wide. People have to ride the oceans and seas and desert to come. They'll take months and months and months to come. It will be very difficult for them to come back again. SubhanAllah. And this is one of the miracles that he says, no, no, it's just forever now because Islam will spread. The other miracle, the entry point, Miqat, yeah? he came from Medina. Yeah, any politician, any leaders, any group, any trust, any company will make one entrance. Yeah, here is entry point if they make at all. But he sallallahu he says no, no, no. People come from this direction, the entry is here. Come from this direction, entry is here. Come from this direction, and he naming you know whole countries five points, from south, from the north, from the east, from the west, and in between. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is miqat point all around Kaaba. Yeah? So, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this is the days when Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala invite all of us to Hajj and Umrah. We have of course the model of the Kaaba at the back. It's funny when you pray at the back, next to the Kaaba at the back, you want to turn around and make such a We say, oh, I'm, I'm pointing the wrong direction. <laughs> it's fantastic, just the, the feeling when you put the Kaaba there. You know? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, if a, if a stone or a brick, just imagine, fall from the Kaaba of the angel, it will fall on top of this Kaaba. So they exactly spot on one line. The angel have a Kaaba also. The angel worship Allah all the time. We all worship Allah, you know, sometimes, in, according to regular, because we're human beings. But the angels, every single day, they have Hajj. 
The Prophet says it's called Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur. Ma'mur is, is a living inhabited, just non-stop. The angels will go and do the Hajj and they never come back again. Every single day, 70,000 of them make Hajj. Every day they make Hajj, every day. And this is right above, you know, somewhere in the seven heavens. Above that is the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this spot, it's a chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's a very special spot. And all of us who are being there, we know. You know, it's a special place. You just, you, in the whole, the, the more they expand the Kaaba, the more the place, you know, gets that light again. You sit anywhere in the Kaaba and you just think, think about, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to plan this. And it just, it happens. <laughs> you want to pray in the front line. You want to see the Imam was praying. You want to follow a janazah. You want to come for tahajjud. You want to do subhanallah hamdi thousand times. You want to do sadaqah. You want to give, you'll, you find it just, you don't have to really struggle. You find it happen. Yeah, that's the beautiful place. And subhanallah, it's lucky one who going this year. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invite us to go and make it hajj mabrur. Maybe Allah accepted hajj, inshallah, for everyone. Yesterday we spoke about the, the history of how the Islam started. How the Prophet sallallahu got the message from Allah and he started to privately, privately, not secretly, privately, just those who trust, tell them about Islam. But they need a place together. So they gathered in a place is called Dar al-Arqam. Dar al-Arqam is just behind the Safa. And there is pictures, you know, for Mecca from the 50s, the, th the 30s of the last century, 100 years ago, housing just around the Kaaba. There were no hotels. <laughs> there were no hotels. There were no roads, really. There were no marbles and chandelier and uh, air conditions and cold zamzam water. The, this, the, this museum next to the Kaaba, it's called the Kaaba Museum, which is only 100 years ago, they had the bucket that goes down to the zamzam, drag water up. This is, an, yeah? So nowadays you have cold zamzam water in Medina. You think about it. Ya Allah, how can I think, think about this? Yeah? So hundred years ago, people have to go and reach their own tent. And tent, which is flimsy stuff that even recently used to catch on fire. Recently, the biggest danger was Mina, fire. Because people take gas bottles and cook all the biryani and firewoods and stuff. And this thing is leaking and poof, yeah? And if you have a fire in a place like this, yeah, yeah. That's, it happened. It's just, it just, yeah, really. So, subhanAllah. And the disease, there was no immunization and have to take an injection. This is all modern. Disease and sickness and, and dangers and even the travel itself in flimsy boats and flim. When they invented the buses, you see the people piling on top of the bus also, on top of the roof. This was just unheard of. Bus going to, you know, Hajj. So Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it so easy now for us that in a few hours you are there in a seven star hotels. You know, people just have the buffet there like the king's palace, you know, the food. But the Prophet ﷺ was secretly, privately teaching slowly and somebody offered their house. The most amazing is the person who offered his house is 16 years old. Men, not a boy. This old days, 
there's no schools. The school system make mentality think, oh, I'm still young, I'm still studying. <laughs> Before the schooling system, the kids, once they are able, they are in a farm, they are in a mine, they're working, looking after families. So 16 years old, in these days, he offered his house to the most dangerous mission to get the prophets and all the followers together in there and teach. And he is from the same tribe of Abu Jahl, Banu Makhzum, the most enemy tribe of Islam. You know, it's just a very dangerous place. But he is, subhanAllah, Allah chose him, Darul Arqam. And of course, I said yesterday that people in, in Mecca started to, to really hate it. You know, the, who is this person who is coming to change our culture, to change our way of life, to change our tradition, the way we do things, you know? Oh, our fathers did it all the time. <laughs> they don't think, is it wrong or right? No, no, no. I'm from, you know, my country. That's how we do it in my country. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, you know, not like this. You have to go back to the pristine way that Allah created us. No idols around the Kaaba. That's the whole message. No idol. My grandfather bought this idol here. <laughs> you know how much he paid for it? <laughs> so they started to hate without thinking. And one of them who thought he was on the right track, volunteering to hate, volunteering to torture, Umar ibn al-Khattab. Subhanallah Azim. Umar, before Islam, and Umar after Islam. Think about that. He says, I used to beat the Muslim till I am tired from beating him. I just, you know, they're not running away. He's, they're chained, they're tied up. He says, oh, I can't beat you anymore. <laughs> because they're telling them what? Bow down. Worship the idol. Say the idol is my God. Don't say it. And they don't. And he beat them to say it. And they won't say it. Subhanallah. Bilal, they used to hear him, his scream from the punishment. Yeah, telling him, just say, Allah is my God. The this big idol is my God. And he says, Allah is my enemy. Allah is an idol. Allah is filthy. Allah is just a rock. And they beat him up because now he will, not, he will say, Ahadun Ahad. Ahadun Ahad. And subhanAllah, Allah revealed the surah, Qulhu Allahu Ahad, Ahad, Ahad is one and only. The one and only. Ahad, not one. The one and only. So Umar ibn al-Khattab, I said, he, one day, he says, that's it. Why do I beat the people? I just go and kill Muhammad. <laughs> just go, get the sword. And he's not hiding it. You know, and normally if you do these things, you hide. <laughs> no, Umar, we know him. Umar, nobody can, he was a wrestler as well. Wrestler, literally, nobody can wrestle him. And this was big sports in Arabia, wrestling. And they say when he needs clothes, he used to take double the size of normal person. Double, not just a bit more, double. If he sits in a horse, he says he's gonna, his feet almost touching the ground. <laughs> That's Umar He is giant in, in, in strength and giant in mind also. He's always ahead of his time. So he says, why people punishing the slave and the followers? We just kill the source. And he thought that's intelligent. He grabbed the sword, walking down the streets, looking for where, is, where, they, where are they? I know they're meeting somewhere. Where are they? Which house? I'm going to go and storm this house. One secretly Muslim person saw him. Every, every word from this, wallahi, is just the need to think and reflect. If it is you finding somebody 
going to do this, you're going to run and hide and lock your doors from all the, you know, make sure that Omar doesn't come to your house. He goes to Omar and he says, where are you going? Subhanallah. Imagine Omar says, what are you talking about? You know? That's why they will just head roll around. Omar says, I'm going to kill Muhammad. Stop this, you know, Islam thing. The man, he knew that something is, has to be done, how to distract him, how to stop him. He says to him, go and kill your sister. Why don't you worry about your own family? Why don't you worry about Muhammad? Your own family Muslim. That really twisted Omar around. He's, my own family, my own house have, have this way of life? He rushed to his house, smashed the door down. Of course, before going, the housing wasn't also concrete like this. He could hear reading something inside the house. S slammed the door, nobody opened, he smashed the door. The, inside, his wife Fatima, sorry, his sister Fatima, her husband Saeed, Saeed ibn Zayd from Al-Ashara, from the top ten, the elite that the Prophet ﷺ said, these are the people of Jannah. Allah, the story goes on. Saeed ibn Zayd, his father Zayd ibn Nufail, his father Zayd died five years before the Prophet became messenger. The Prophet was 35. And Saeed used to stand in front of the Kaaba and say the same thing. These people, Ibrahim didn't ask you to worship the idol. People, there's only one God, there's only Allah. People, Stop killing the girls. Stop being ashamed of having girls. He used to advise them. And the Prophet used to tell him, what is wrong with you? Why you keep fighting with your own people? He says, they are following the wrong way. The Prophet Muhammad used to ask him, why you are, you know, because the Prophet have this similar mindset. Why you keep arguing with them? He says, this is not the correct way. They say, Sayyid ibn Ufal, he wants to pray, not to the idol. He will put his hand like this and pray. You know, to Allah. But he doesn't know which direction he pray. He doesn't know how to do it. So, when he was dying, he says, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, if I was deprived of knowing the truth, please, don't make my children, progeny, miss it out. Look at the dua of the father. Allah make the best messenger in his same city. And his son from the best of the Ummah, Sa'id radiallahu anhu. So, Omar goes and says, I heard you reading something in this house. Is that true is what I heard? Are you following Muhammad? His sister said, no, nothing. nothing. What do you hear? You heard nothing, it's just noise. I don't know what you heard. He says, come on, tell me, what is it? And Saeed says, look, yes, we follow Muhammad. We accepted Islam. And this was a mistake. He got the knockout. <laughs> Omar started to, and the sister started to push away. There is the teacher was there also, run and hide, because the teacher is not from the family. The teacher is a slave. You know, a slave means he can kill him and nobody will ask a question. A khabbab was there, radiallahu anhu. Khabbab was teaching them. This is how Islam brought. Islam, subhanAllah, this is the reason people accepted Islam. Not because of prayer, not because of fasting, not because of halal meat, not because, na 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 na. Because it came and says, we are all equal. There is no such a thing as called class. There is no such a thing as called the elites and the commons. And No, no, no. We are all equal. We need to treat each other with respect. Allah give us the permission to live in this life. We all, yeah. So even the slave that used to be bought and sold in the market, he is the teacher of the most respected family in Mecca. He is teaching them Islam. 
So because Omar came, yeah, he will be killed. He, his sister told him, hide, go and hide. <laughs> so he goes and hide. <laughs> and now Saeed is being on the ground, the sister defending herself is bleeding now. Omar goes, what is going on? He's also intelligent and sensitive man in his heart. He's so nice. He says, that's not, what is it I'm doing inside his mind? He says, show me what is it you're reading. Show me this, what is, what is he telling you? She said, you are absolutely can't even touch it. Now the sister with the bravery of Islam, subhanAllah, she said, you can't, I won't even let you touch it. You idol worshippers. He says, just, what, what can I do to touch it? She said, you go and wash. This is the word of Allah. This is the speech of the Creator. We cannot just touch it like anything else. Special respect. Subhanallah. He goes and wash. In all this rage, he listened. He goes and because now he is so curious, he wanted to read what what they read. He goes and wash, and he comes back and reads it, and it is the Surah Taha. ما أنزلنا عليك القرآن لتشقى. We did not send this Quran to make it difficult for you. This is just a reminder for those who reflect and think. This is a revelation from the one who created the heavens and the earth. Ar-Rahman, the most beautiful, the most curing, the most And Omar never read anything like that. And of course, the Arab understood this is something beyond, you know, multiplying billions of times more beauty than poetry that they used to hear. And he says, I need to go and see Muhammad. No, 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 we want, I want to become Muslim. <laughs> I wanted to go and, you know, so Khabbab came out from the hiding. Allah Akbar! <laughs> he goes, Allah Akbar! The Prophet ﷺ, I heard him mentioning your name. He says, I heard the Prophet mentioning your name, the Prophet who is making dua. The Prophet himself, Ya Allah, guide one of the big people, Umar ibn Khattab, Amr ibn just one of those big people in Mecca, so to support this weak, young, I want someone strong. And he mentioned Umar ibn Khattab. He just mentioned him in dua. Subhanallah. Umar goes, he's still having the sword. <laughs> he forgot to leave it behind. <laughs> because sword was something, is the most expensive thing the Arab had. Because it used to be import. So he's having it, walking in the street with Khabbab. And people, you know, trembling, what's going on here? He's going to kill Khabbab somewhere. And they go to the Prophet ﷺ private place at uh, <coughs> Al-Arqam, smash the door, and the people saw him from inside. Umar ibn Khattab is here with the sword. <laughs> That's what the message is. Everybody says, oh, oh, oh. the Prophet ﷺ said, relax. What's wrong? Calm down. Hamza was there. Hamza was also became Muslim just a few days before. And Hamza is bigger than Umar. If I said Omar, Hamza used to get lions, you know the wild lion in the desert? That's his hobby. They have lions in the desert, and lions in the desert, they're always hungry. There's nothing to eat really, you know, just a few things here and there. So lions in the desert are very skinny and very, very, very aggressive. The bravest of the Arab used to go and hunt them, to protect the field, to protect the sheep, you know, the, the farmers, the flocks. So he was one of those people, he just go out for hunting. He is... Of course, very brave. So the people are afraid, frightening, and he says, come on, I'm going to get him. He got a sword. He says, I'll kill him with the sword, with his own sword. <laughs> you know, I was just, no problem. The Prophet ﷺ grabbed him. 
Sit down. Just sit down. It's not about this. Sit down. I will get him. The Prophet himself. Subhanallah. Where is where in the world? This is why people became Muslim. Where in the world the president says I will open the door? Where? Where where which culture? What civilization will get the king to open the door? It's unheard of. Only Islam makes it equal. There's no such a thing. So the king has to be. No, 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 no. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, Umar ibn Khattab, Uthman, Abu Bakr, all this name. When Umar used to go for Hajj, he used to sleep under the tree. Make the sand, put something, sleep under it. No tent, no special stuff. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu used to correct the wood for them to cook with. That is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu When they build the masjid, he used to carry the brick with them and the dirt and... Yeah. He opened the door. And he immediately doesn't even say welcome. He just grabs Umar inside. You know, Prophet sallallahu who said Umar is strong, Hamza is stronger, the Prophet sallallahu is stronger than 40 Umar together. If you get 40, 4-0 Umar together, the Prophet sallallahu is stronger than them physically. Physically, sallallahu alayhi wa He was, yeah, the strength he has, he says, Allah is feeding me. Allah is, yeah, he can fast 48 hours, 72 hours, you know, five days, none, for, for the whole time, no food, no drink. And the Sahaba used to say, we will fast like this. He said, no, 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 don't, you can't. This, I'm being fed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My, my cells, my body is being protected by Allah. You cannot do that. And he banned, he says, not allowed for people to fast 24 hours. It's not allowed. He grabs Omar and he says, Omar, isn't it time yet that you switch it on? I know you're an intelligent man. He's messenger of Allah. I came here to say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. SubhanAllah. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was among those people. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was the opposite. Very weak, very small, you know, very fragile. When he heard this, he says, This is the most honorable day for the Muslim. The day of dignity when Umar ibn al-Khattab says, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu Muhammad Rasulullah. This is the day, subhanAllah, that they became open. Umar says, why are we hiding? <laughs> why are you keeping it private? <laughs> Let's go out in the street. Let's go out in the street and see whoever can challenge us. And they went out, openly making two lines. Omar in the front of one line, Hamza in the front of one line, and the Prophet ﷺ walking in the middle and saying, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Allahu Akbar, greatness belongs to Allah. And nobody there to stop them from saying or to walking in the street. Omar al-Khattab goes home and says, where is Reuters? Where is the CNN here? I need somebody that doesn't keep the word. I just want to tell him something and he will just... He goes and tells, I want to tell everybody, but fast. They say Jamil. There was somebody, his name is Jamil. And Jamil was in his house. So Omar was his son, Abdullah goes, Jamil, did you know that I became Muslim? They say Jamil wasn't even still dressed up yet. He just didn't, he, the other ear didn't turn. He just ran in the street. Omar became Muslim. Omar became Muslim. Omar. <laughs> running around the streets saying Omar accepted Islam, Omar accepted Islam and is really upset. This is, you know what, news, you know, hot breaking news in Mecca. He says, 
this is no, and Omar is walking behind him, correcting him. Omar goes to Abu Jahl, to the house, Abu Jahl, <laughs> because they told him, who is the worst enemy? Who is the one that actually annoys the Prophet so much? They say Abu Jahl. He knocks the door, Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl opens, Ahlan, MashaAllah, Omar, come on, tell you. He says, Ya Adu Allah, enemy of Allah. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> I be, did you know? I became Muslim. No, 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 please don't. <laughs> please don't say that. He said, that's it. And Allah will show you the worst that you expect will happen to you. This, this is Umar al-Khattab. In the morning, he went to the Kaaba. Second day, saying, you know, starting to read Quran. And they gathered at him. Gathered, pushing and punching all the kuffaf. 20, 30, 40, 50, his son says they fighting him from the morning all the way to the sunset. One man, one man, and they couldn't bring him down. And he says, Wallahi, it's only we need the numbers. If we get the numbers, we will cleanse it. We will not allow you to worship the idols in here. We just need the numbers. You wait and see. Story, from, there's two volume here, thousand pages of Amr al-Khattab. He is the man that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is called Al-Faruq. Allah call him Al-Faruq. You know? Faruq, he came and divides the truth from falsehood, cleanse it and make it clear. He made it so clear, obvious now, who's in the right, who's in the wrong. Radiallahu anhu, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us with him. Yeah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and protect our family. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase our knowledge and our iman and taqwa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it safe this Hajj years. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it enjoyable for them and make it Hajj Mabrur and accept from them. We ask Allah to make it an enjoyable journey and to bring them back home safely. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jazakumullah khayr.